Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan C. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. On today's show, we have Pia Silva. Pia is an entrepreneur, speaker, writer of Forbes, and she has your badassbrand.com. It's badassbrand.com. This is a fun show because we talk about personal brand and we both help each other build their personal brand. It's cool to talk from one expert to the other that are in the same industry about this. So you're going to learn about how to build your brand, how to, when you start out, how to build a great brand. And most people, the thing is, they, they need to know first, what is their goals and who are they trying to attract? Because once you know that, you create in your brand and your messaging and your photos, you create that perception, you create that where people see that and then they know to work with you. Your brand is everything. So we talk about building your brand. Uh, she gives a story on how they've built up their business. Her and her husband went from $40,000 in debt to $500,000 in sales in 12 months without paying for any advertising, which was very interesting. We'll talk about that. And uh, she gives some great advice for anybody that's looking to start their business. But before we get started with Pia, I just want to remind you guys, we have livetogrind.com, our new company that is blowing up right now. We're creating some great opportunities for you for our accelerated program. And also we have our branding packages where we help people build their brand and also create their own TV show. So you can go to live and check out everything we have there. We have some exclusive uh, packages where you actually get to work with me one-on-one -on -one with you on your business and to help you take your business to the whole next level. So check that out at live so let's jump into it with Pia Silva. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. On today's show, we have Pia Silva, who is a part of, well, founder of Worst of All Design. You know, Pia... I'm excited to jump into this because we're kind of in the same space. We we both are big on personal branding, doing some cool things. And, and Pia, thank you for coming on, by the way. This is this is great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be fun because first off, I'm going to have you go back in time and, and talk about how you even got into personal branding because we're talking before, like for me, like I just, as I started doing endeavors, I realized like your personal brand is everything. And then I started like being big in it. But I'd like to hear first where you got started and how it even led you into where you are today. Well, I mean, I feel like I've always been entrepreneurial. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that, you know, first lemonade stand <laughs> where I got started, uh, sitting up on Broadway in Soho selling dollar lemonade at the time. That was very expensive. We made a killing in Broadway. And I think <laughs> on Broadway in Manhattan. And um and ever since then, you know, I just always knew I wanted to be my own boss. And when people ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? Even as a kid, I was like, I just want to be in charge. I don't care what it is. So that's how it's always been. When I graduated from college, I just uh, freelanced, you know, I just hustled. I bartended so I didn't have to make money in a salary job. And it's been like that ever since. So our business actually started because my fiance at the time, now husband, was a graphic designer, freelancer. And I just said, you know what? Let me just build a business around you. Let me just take over the money part of it. You do what you do best. 
I'll do what I do best and we just won't have to work for anyone. And that's the dream. So that's, that's really where it started. I feel like a lot of people have that, that similar experience. You know, I, uh, I, I bartended too, too. I actually, I enjoyed it. I, I got my bartending certificate because when I was in college, I, I wanted to bartend and I thought it was a way to make money, but also like, I'm very, the kind of guy that can talk to a brick wall. And I, I believe like <laughs> when you, bar, bartending, if you can communicate well and, and you're really quick on things, you can make a lot of money. Uh, but what would be one thing, you probably didn't expect me asking this, but what did you learn from bartending? Like, what did you learn that you can use and entrepreneurs can use in their life? Like from that experience? I had a great time bartending. <laughs> I mean, I loved bartending. I loved when it was really busy. I, I, I don't know if I if I could directly figure out what I learned from it as much as it's the same skill set, you know, juggling. I mean, I loved when the bar was really busy and I was throwing a bunch of different orders and when I got them all out right and at the end of the night, my cash was exactly on. I was like, yeah, I killed it tonight, you know, and it, it feels like the same rush with uh, running your own business. So It, it is. And you, gotta, you, you always got to be on point. So for you... When, so your husband now, you saw what he's doing in his business, so you just decided like, hey, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to help you build the brand with it? Uh, no, I mean, that sounds so much more sophisticated than it was. He was a freelance designer and just, you know, he's a creative. He's an artist. He didn't know anything about charging. And I was like, I think you should be charging more. So I just said, let me take over. Um, and we started just as a freelance graphic design business. We grew into a branding business out of sheer necessity uh, by building our own brand. I mean, as I was trying to figure out how to raise our prices and attract clients, I realized I had to build my own brand. And as I built my own brand and saw the power of that, I said, you know, this is what I need to be doing for everybody else. This is what's important. And this is way more valuable. And I can charge way more for this. So that's, yeah, it evolved. So that's, that, that's funny because that's exactly like where I was at because I was building a product for a few years of my life and took it to market, but I really found out it was me branding myself and then I transitioned and made me my number one product and I saw the value of it. So for you, what were some of the things that you did early on to brand yourself? Like what are a few things that the audience can actually do to apply for their brand? Sure. Well, you know, we started as worst of all design. So that was already <laughs> ballsy thing to do. Um, but it evolved as a really organic way because worst of all design really embodies what we're all about, which is about, you know, obviously being different, standing out, not afraid to do something different. Um, but instead of saying it, which I don't really say that anywhere on our website, we just kind of want you to to be it. You know, yeah. so that to me, that's what branding and personal branding is all about. Are you walking the walk? So one of the things I started doing once I realized that and the light bulb went on was I started writing and writing for me has been one of the most valuable brand builders because it forced me to articulate like what like what we really think and, and what we don't think and, you know, getting better and better at articulating our point of view. That's where our brand voice really took off. Yeah, you know, being yourself is one big thing. And I see, don't you see so many people trying to be somebody they're not? I think they're scared to be themselves because you risk some people not liking you, you know? And that's that's kind of what I rail against. Is that some people aren't going to like you no matter what you do. So just forget about it and find the people who love what you're doing because that's really powerful. Good thing I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, <seriously. laughs> give no fuck. Give no fucks because, so like that's, 
that, and you know, there's definitely people, and that's one thing, like me even dropping the F-bomb and doing like Gary V style, like on shows, like sometimes I do that, but that's me. I'm a guy from Northeast Iowa, small town, and I was, that's just who I am. Like I say what I think, and I'm a good person, but like I say it straight as is, and I, I hate fakeness. I, I'm the real like person, and when somebody says they're going to do something, you should do it. Don't just bullshit somebody and be who you are, because my thing is, why well, try to be somebody you're not? and try to impress other people, just be you, make yourself happy, and then you're gonna attract people. They're gonna find haters, you're gonna find lovers. And I think some people are just, they're afraid to have people judging them. Right, but people are gonna judge you no matter what. So what's the point? You might as well enjoy the ride. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what would you consider to be like your brand? If we're gonna describe Pia's brand, like what would you be considered? Like for you, badass entrepreneur girl, like what describes you? I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, when I think about the brands out there, I'm, I'm like a female Gary V, <laughs> a little, a little bit of Marie Forleo, but a little, a little less scared to uh, piss people off, you know, because I'm also the person on stage who's, you know, I mean, our tagline is badass brands without the bullshit. And when I say that on stage, there are people who, you know, clutch their pearls. And what's so amazing is that the other people love it, you know, and I'm like, it's cool. You're just not my client. You know, I'm not speaking to you if you think that that's offensive and you will be offended by me if me saying bullshit on stage is a problem, you know, and that's okay. That's great. Actually, <laughs> it works. Isn't it funny how that works? Like there's, I, there's certain audiences. Like I, I throw events. Uh, I have one coming up here, a young entrepreneur convention. We're looking to have about a thousand people there, but like I've been to events in certain places, you feel the atmosphere. Like sometimes you can drop that bomb, sometimes just how you communicate on stage, but being real. Again, there are some people I've looked in the audience and they roll their eyes, which I don't care. Like if I can at least help one person in the audience with my message and get their attention, then it's worth it. So for you, Absolutely. yeah, so for you, so. The question is, how do you build a badass brand? Like, how do you build the brand? Because you help people. People come in, you work with them to build their brand, to create literally everything to launch for them, their website, photos, all of it. How do you build that? Like, let's say I was going to fly to you. You're in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I was going to come to New York, and uh, one of my business partners there, that'd be a good visit anyways. But if I was going to come to New York, what would you walk me through? Let's walk through that process, what that looked like for you helping me and pretend I'm not Brennan C. Adams, I don't have a TV, I don't have any of this marketing stuff. So sure. If you were gonna help me and I'm just a guy and let's say a crowdfunding company, I, I raise money and I'm, I like to interview people, like what would you do to help me build my brand? Well, first step before we actually build all the stuff is we do a, a really intensive interview. I mean, I just wanna get to know what you're trying to accomplish and I think one of the biggest questions that people don't really think about is what does success look like to you? What do you, what do you love to do? What do you want to spend your days doing? Because people think, Oh, success is just a lot of money. Okay. Well, how much money, you know, and, and, and working all the time to make that money. So I really like to start with the bigger picture and then we hone in on, okay, you love this part of it. Like, can we build your brand all around that specific thing? Because in the end, like we were saying before, it's like money is just money, you know? Are you, are you gonna enjoy the process? Uh, so that's where I start. And then from there, I mean, that's usually a huge revelation in and of itself, because people are usually not thinking that. They're so concerned with making enough money, but if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not ever gonna get to that next level. No, that's good. It, the interview process, I bet you have people that come in and they end up going a route that they didn't really plan, because they didn't realize exactly what they wanted. 
you know, so many people don't even know what they want with their, their future, but once they know exactly what they want, it makes it easier for their brand and the message that they portray. Absolutely. And, and sometimes people get a little uncomfortable when I ask them those questions because they realize that they've never thought about it. But then something else amazing happens when I say, well, why don't we just do that? Can you imagine a life where you're only working with those kinds of clients doing that kind of project? And and the revelation comes because they realize they never considered that as possible. But what I'm showing them is if you only focus there, it's actually easier. You know, it yeah. sounds harder because it sounds like there are fewer people, but actually you're going to get a much stronger reaction from your people and they'll pay more money and you'll be happier. I mean, the whole thing is, is exciting. So uh, that's what my favorite part of it is when I watch that light bulb go off in people's heads. No, I, I can totally see that because I've definitely seen it in other people too. So for you, you do the interview process, you understand the message, then what's the next step? So uh, once I get that in my own head, I write up a brief for them. They look at the brief. We make sure that we're both on the same page. That's a critical piece of it. Um, because once they sign off, then we can get to work, do some of the foundational work in terms of design, copy, messaging, so that when they come in for the one or two day intensive, we've got a foundation to show them. We get their feedback in real time. We make revisions and we move them through this highly choreographed process such that they have a, a launched website at the end, their logo, all their materials, and then it's done. They can start selling immediately. I mean, I literally have clients ordering their business cards during that day because I don't want them to have to think about anything else. I want them to just start selling. So they can walk away. I love this. So, you, I mean, you guys obviously in this two-day immersion, you're taking pictures, maybe even creating videos. You're creating assets for their website, for their social media, for their brand itself, correct? Uh, a that is a longer process if you're doing <laughs> videos. I mean, that's, yeah. that adds another day but um, or, or photos. But yes, we're, we're creating all of their collateral, making sure the whole brand is cohesive, the message is cohesive, writing the copy, um, doing a lot of marketing strategy. What, yeah. what I love about it is they can literally walk away over that short period of time. They can walk away with a full like website and assets that they can use to help sell their offerings but at a higher rate because people look – first impression so they look at your website they see how your message is portrayed they see how you look and everything you do and your credibility and that decides like if they want to work with you or not and absolutely and not just that like is the message clear do we really know who this is for and and what are you selling I mean one of the biggest things that I help people do is get rid of the free work so I'm really against <laughs> proposals I'm really against free strategy sessions I'm really against like constant conversations trying to onboard someone it's a 15 minute call and here's the first thing you buy because you're perfect for this or you're not and either way it's cool yeah you know it's beautiful when you can pick and choose who you work with and your price is your price and if they don't like it that's fine you're good at what you do you can go to the next person and you don't have to like haggle and I, I've I think we've all been there I totally have been there where yeah. you're trying to bargain on something and you're trying to push somebody to buy and they don't see the value and, and just going back and forth and it's a frustrating process and now I mean I don't do that and I, I imagine you don't either it's like Here's what I provide. Here's the value. I mean, obviously, I have a track record. And if you want this, we're going to help you. If not, then, well. That's, that's okay. That's yeah. okay because we <laughs> right. have people lined well, up. Yeah, exactly. So for you, how do you attract How do you attract the right kind of clients? How do you, how do you find these? I mean, because it's not like exactly like starter price to be able to get in. It, it costs a lot to build a brand. How do you attract the right kind of people? How do you get them to be able to pay you what you want? 
Yeah. So I say, you know, we went from 40,000 in debt to 500,000 in 12 months without paying for advertising. And the nice. reason is because we have a very clear, specific thing that we're selling for a very clear, specific market. And and we don't need that many clients to do really well. In fact, we don't want to do more than, I mean, three max, but I really prefer to do two per month. That's how we have a lot of time to do the other stuff we want to invest in, which includes building our brand and our value, which allows us to increase the price. And it's kind of a cyclical thing. You spend more time increasing the value of your brand, you can charge more. You can charge more, you can work less. Um, and they all go hand in hand. So uh, actually, it happened pretty quickly because nobody else does what we do. So we just informed our network and we started getting referrals. And that's basically how I teach people. I mean, this is this is the first step. Most people I work with are struggling to get clients and they don't know how to get them. But they're they're uh, on the hamster wheel of networking, you know, shoving their business cards in people's hands and nobody really understands what they do. So it's a total waste of time. So if you figure this out, you have to do very little legwork to get the word out about what you do. 100%. You know, most of the time I go to networking events, like everybody's like trying to say what they do and I don't get it. And they, I don't even, so I don't carry business cards. I, if I want to connect with somebody, I will basically like give them my number or just, or hey, let's let's text each other right now because I mean, I have thousands of business cards that are sitting, I and mean, we're talking over the past like four yeah. years, that are sitting I don't know where in storage somewhere. And my thing is making that first impression. But for you, what I really love is you guys didn't have any advertising. You just had a clear message of what you did and then it was a referral process. So you literally, you took out some clients, you said what you did and then they just referred other people and from there your success track record attracted more? Yeah, it's been really organic and it's been very consistent and reliable too. Um, the only marketing, I mean I started doing social media marketing in the last few months because of my online course. But before that, we were getting clients. I mean, I write a blog but I didn't have much of a subscriber list. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there wasn't much else. So, <laughs> I didn't so, need much else. So for you, what are you doing to consistently invest in your own brand? Like what are some of the things that you do that help you continue to build up your brand for you? Yeah, yourself? sure. Well, actually, I mean, this is the year of me separating my personal brand from the company. Mm -hmm. So I'm uh, publishing my first book in March and from that, plus I have a Forbes contributorship. I write there every week. Um, I speak publicly. And all of that is really like catapulting me into a new stratosphere where now you're coming to Pia Silva as opposed to Worst of All Design um, for a more high-level consulting and it, such. It's powerful, isn't it? Like this is something yeah. I like share with people. For one, write a book. It helps you become more credible and a more authoritative figure. Two, speak on stage. When you speak on stage, everybody in that audience they see you as this expert, and obviously if you share a good message, they're more likely to work with you. And being a contributor to Forbes is also, I mean, that's a really good thing to have. How did, how were you able to be able to get to that position where you could contribute to Forbes? Is it just knowing the right people or? Yeah, you know, it's like all comes back to that first point, writing. Yeah. You know, I was not a very good writer four years ago when I started my blog, but just the practice of writing and articulating our thoughts and I got much better at it and I did it very consistently. You know, a lot of people ask me, well, how'd you get that Forbes contributorship? Well, at the right time when I got the introduction, I said, oh, here's my blog of four years and they read it and they said, great. And they just invited me to to contribute. So, you know, it was four years of work that got me there. The introduction was the meeting of, you know, luck, 
opportunity meets what is, what's the yeah no you know the, the, the same <laughs> I mean it's it's for you when you're consistent and you're putting yourself in the right position you get opportunities where you get that like so-called overnight success or luck exactly. but you worked hard to get to that the harder you work the luckier you get and I mean that's for me too like I producing over 200 podcast shows now and writing I mean I write blogs multiple books and and even for our TV work at first like nobody was watching nobody was listening nobody was reading but over time we started building up momentum and then once you get one big win maybe you get a big article in ink or entrepreneur or maybe whatever it is you get that is the foundation that over time you build up that foundation and it's much easier to get these other opportunities and but it, it's the problem is most people they don't start and they don't stay consistent and you how many blogs did you write before you got the opportunity to be a contributor to Forbes yeah probably almost a hundred yeah see that's the you thing. know and a lot of people weren't reading it at first but you know what thank god they weren't because they weren't that good at the beginning <laughs> you know you have to learn how to do this this is uh, I, I say it's production plus visibility over time. You know, there's no easy way around it. Um, but you can definitely get there faster if you're more intentional and focused about it. That is so true. Do you have Do you have any tips? Uh, I mean, maybe you don't. But do you have any tips on somebody that's looking to write a blog or to be able to be a better writer? Because for me, like I, I got a D in English. <laughs> I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not the best writer, but I still do it, and I've gotten much better. And podcasting has helped me. But like for you. What have you learned that's made you a better writer? Sure. Um, well, I've practice is one of the biggest <laughs> ones. Um, yeah. I definitely have an editor and someone to bounce things off of. My husband's my editor too. I mean, he reads stuff and tells me, you know, oh, the main point. The main point is usually at the end of the article. Yeah. So most of the time, I write a first draft and then I start at the bottom and then write the article or I rearrange it. Um, but I think the biggest tip is keep it keep it tight. You know, what's the one point you want people to get? Because that's what blogging is all about. If you put too much information in a blog, you're just going to overwhelm people. So just make sure everything you're writing on a particular article is going back to one main point and ask yourself, would everyone make this point? Because it's not interesting if everybody would say this, you know, I want, I want you to use your blog to, to show a unique point of view. What, why is this your point of view? Use story, you know, tell, tell your personal experience of how you learned this or why you think this. I think that's much more interesting than a lecture of why you should do something, which is I think where most people start out when they're writing. It, it is, and it, it's being concise to the point and telling a story because it's proven that, and this is for, for speaking too, and I imagine you do this on stage, when you can tell a great story, you're more likely to get people to consume your content and when you can have a little entertaining in there and, and do that combination right, you can get people to actually take away something from it, which is sometimes hard. I mean, there's certain things. you got to make everything fun, entertaining. For me, like, I, I wasn't the best at school, and if it wasn't entertaining for me, me trying to consume something, read something, God, I, I would do anything but that. But if I actually got something cool out of it, if it was, it was interesting to me, but then I had takeaways – I was more likely to consume it. and when people can find that right combination they consume your content but then over time after they consume your content for what I've seen anyways they eventually they build more trust with you and then they look into your services and then well they buy from you so absolutely and you know I was just lecturing one of my clients on this recently actually because she called me up and said you know you told me to write uh, she has an opportunity to write for Forbes um, whenever she wants yeah. and they said that's one of the best marketing things you could do if you have that 
opportunity. She said, yeah, but everything I want to say has already been said. And I said, well, that I know that's not true. And also, I think that's because you're you're not you don't have the balls to say what you really <laughs> think. You know, yes. so if you actually said something you really think and you weren't worried about bothering some people or somebody saying, oh, I don't think that's true, then you would actually be creating content that was interesting and new. Well, here's the thing. Most people, they're afraid to say it, but mo there's a lot of people out there that are thinking it too. And if they hear somebody come out and say it and they see that they're real and they're not trying to be fake, like they're going to follow you. And yes, again, it goes back to you're going to have people that hate you. And I love the quote Eminem says, like, you got haters, great. That means you stood up for something. That means yeah. – <laughs> Eminem. Absolutely. Like I love Eminem, but like it's true. Like if, if you stick with something, you're going to have haters and there's people that – every day on Facebook ads or just reaching out like they're they want to give their advice or whatever they think to say about me which whatever I don't give a fuck <laughs> um, you're not my target audience and I don't need your negativity but you're going to get that and I think some people they they struggle with the fact of just speaking their mind and speaking how they really feel but when you do that it's gonna feel good but also you're gonna attract the right kind of well, you're going to attract people. Um, you're going to get a, a reaction out of people, and that and that's what's interesting. You know, I wrote a, uh, an article recently that was about an argument I had with a colleague of mine. She's in PR, and I said, you know, I think PR people should guarantee uh, yeah. that, they, that they'll produce something. And she was really offended by that. And I said, well, how good are you? You know, put your money where your mouth is. And so we had a friendly argument about it, and I wrote an article about it because and, – and I wanted to piss some people off, but I got – so many people saying, yeah, why don't they guarantee press? You know, I said, yeah, come on. I, uh, <laughs> I love that you say that because we just invest in a PR firm. Now it's called Accelerant PR. We guarantee it. We say we're going to get you X amount of podcast shows, write-ups, and we're going to try to get you the biggest ones, but we're going to at least get you some. And I, I, there's so many PR firms that you pay them thousands of dollars and like you won't see results because right. I, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah. So if they the incentives really, aren't lined up, put your money where your mouth is. Like if you can actually do it, prove it to me, and it's worth that paying you. But yeah, there are a lot of PR firms out there that it's bullshit, and that's why I'm like stoked about what we're doing with Accelerant PR because at the end of the day, like I know how powerful it is for your brand, getting publicity and getting articles written and getting on shows. And if we can like make sure to guarantee we can get them that, it changes their business in a whole new way. And, it all comes down to even like this show you're on right now or somebody getting one article. It just takes one person to see that to buy your product or for some people to invest in your company to partner with you. That makes it whole, worth the whole year of paying a PR firm. But yeah. you got to find the right PR firm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and the PR firm has to vet. You know, some yeah. people aren't ready for PR. So they're willing to take your retainer and maybe they don't get you pressed because it's not in their control. Well, how about you vet the client and say, yeah. you're not ready for PR and I don't want to take your money. Or you are ready for PR. You're in the perfect position and I'm going to charge you more because I'm going to guarantee it. You know, you can actually make a higher, you can put yourself at a higher price point if you have that kind of authority in your space. And I, I like to translate that to anybody's business. You know, you don't necessarily, you're not always in a position to guarantee something, but you should act like you're guaranteeing no matter what, because that's real integrity. That it is. I guarantee, I give 100% money back guarantee for the programs we do and everything because I'm so confident on it. And at the end of the day, that's it, awesome. It, because <laughs> I mean, I, I truly believe I'm going to give them the best value and it puts me in line. I didn't make sure I do everything. And 
if for some reason they come back and say, well, oh, I didn't get what I wanted, usually it was my fault because I chose to even work with them um, or is on my end. So like they deserve their money back. But the whole thing is like if you really believe in what you do and it's of value, then you should guarantee it. I mean, if you're that good and some people are afraid of that and you're right, like some people take on clients that aren't ready. And I can't say how many times I've turned down and I mean, we're talking 15, 20,000 our clients, but yeah. it, it's just, I can't help them and they're not in the position. And if they develop more, maybe I'll be ready to work with them in the future, but it's not worth them giving me 20 grand and being able to try to help them, but it's going to be a struggle. And then we're both going to fail. That's, that's not right. That's not yeah. fair. And it doesn't help your brand either or your reputation. Why would you work with somebody who's not going to uh, build your reputation and take it to the next level? It's just not worth it for you either. Exactly. And, you know, when you, you come with a place of good heart and goodwill and you really just you take on all the people that you want to work with and you know you can help, good things happen. And I found out even more, the more you charge and the more selective you are with your clients, it's going to be more of a win-win because any, anybody I work with on a – we're talking a higher client, like a, a bigger project, and we work together, and we end up becoming good friends. Like we, we call each other, and we talk about, I mean, just how everything's going in their business, because those are the people I want to surround myself with. I don't want it to just be a one and done, and oh hey, well good luck, <laughs> you know. I want some kind of relationship there, because that that it that means something, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think this is how we're gonna change the world, Brandon. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's gonna change the world. So. I'll ask you, we're running out of time, but I'll ask one more question. What would be your your best advice to give anybody that's looking to even just get started in business? What, what's some advice you can give them so they can it can help them uh, get a jump start on their business? I would say take inventory of your past experiences and what you what you loved most, what fired you up. you know, do some visioning exercises about when in your life, were you most motivated and most energized by what you were doing and start there because there is always opportunity to build a business around something that you really love and that you're great at and you'll have the energy to become even greater at that thing because you love it and and that's what we're talking about right now you know it's like be be an expert have mastery in what you do you know you won't do that in something you don't like so that would be my advice it's a good stuff right there that, that's so true um once you know what you love and you, you can actually build a business around that. I love what Jeff Hoffman says. I just had a call with him earlier. He's one of the like most amazing guys I know. He's such a good person. He founded Priceline, but the reason why he founded Priceline and all this like travel stuff is because he loved to travel. He mm -hmm. loved to travel. <laughs> so he created Priceline.com and then he created them little kiosks in the, the airport so you don't have to wait in line. But he, he created a well, – became a billionaire from it, but he did this just because he, he found out what he loved and he created business around it. So for most people, like figure out what you really enjoy. Because life's tough if you're just gonna try to work for the money and you do something you fucking hate. Like what what's the life in that? Because life's so short. You only have so many days here. Why not spend those days doing things you love, helping people in the process? Absolutely. This has been fun, Pia. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, working people, I know you got a book out right now. I'm looking forward to reading it myself. Where can people uh, get your book? Yeah, go to badassyourbrand.com and you can check out the first chapter. I actually made a page just for your audience, uh, badassyourbrand.com backslash live to grind. 
And uh, you can go there. You can download my uh, the first chapter, and I'm also going to send you a perfect pitch worksheet, which a lot of people uh, have told me has really solidified how they talk about themselves. And, and as we were talking about before, if you're going to network, you better have a badass pitch. Amen to that. Pia, <laughs> you're a badass. Thank you uh, so much for coming on today. And for all the listeners, definitely highly, highly suggest checking out her book. And you know what time it is, all? It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brittany C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show with Pia Silva. It was a lot of fun talking about personal branding and just going back and forth on how to build your brand, how you can do it in your business. It's so important to build your brand. So you need to you need to really focus on your brand. What is you want? What is you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to attract for clients? And that'll make so much easier for creating your personal brand. Go over to the notes at BrendanTAdams.com. You can check out all the notes and also P obviously uh, gave you access for the first chapter of our book. And you can find all that at the notes at BrandonTAdams.com. And for all of you, if you're looking to connect with me, connect with me on Snapchat, BTAdams18. Send me a snap. Tell me what you're doing. Let me know what's up. I definitely will snap you back. I love connecting with everybody that listens to our show. And who knows, maybe I'll offer a great opportunity for you. So that's it for today's show, everyone. You know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.